1: listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. radio broadcast stevie b's media production presents what a word from the lord radio show i'm your host stevie r butler and this radio show is being broadcast from stevie b media production at the carolina studio in the great state of north carolina ladies and gentlemen we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as christians that members of the churches of christ can share our faith and preach and teach The Glorious Gospel of Jesus Christ on a Weekly Basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to this show live tonight. We're on page 2 of that website. There are over 1,700 live shows on that website at this hour, and you will find this show on page two. Just look for episode 251, and, of course, my nice picture that you'll see there on the website. Also, if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or guests on this broadcast, you can send your emails to Steve 1009 at yahoo.com, or you can just call B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910 491 64 now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, on tonight, we have a special edition. We have the Kelly Fletcher Show. Kelly serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she just has a great show. We always enjoy Uh, what Kelly is doing under the Stevie B's media production here. Kelly, take it away. Enjoy the show.
0: This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to a talk with my sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. Hello, and welcome, everyone in our audience. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Kelly, and I am your co-host for this evening. You are listening to The Kelly Fletcher Show on Stevie B Media Productions. What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. If you have any questions for our guests during tonight's show, please send me an IM on Facebook or send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, and we'll be sure to get that information or that question or concern over to our guests. So for tonight's topic, uh, we will be talking about drug abuse and its impact on families. And we know that the problem of of substance abuse affects people from all walks of life. This includes parents, children, spouses, and partners living in otherwise normal homes. Substance abuse is not isolated to one race, one gender, or one age group. So tonight, my special guest will talk to us about how drug abuse impacts families. And my prayer is the information shared tonight will help those who might be abusing drugs or help guide uh, their loved ones on how they can do or what they can do to help. So please help me welcome George Wooten. Hi, George. Can you please share a little bit about yourself and your background before we get started?
2: Yes, I'm George Wooden, and uh, in recovery myself. So I'm recovering from uh, drug addiction. I've been clean for over 22 years. Uh, I'm a member of Church of Christ. I was born in Church of Christ and uh, raised knowing the truth. Um, I up like the prodigal son. I wandered away. And I've come back and God's work by helping others who have come the same way.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. So uh, can you... Uh, to start us out, can you tell us what is drug abuse?
2: Drug abuse happens when in, drugs including alcohol, illicit drugs or psychoactive substances are misused or to get high on or inflict self-harm. There's also a substance use disorder because people who use drugs experiment significantly, altering their thinking, behavior and body functions.
0: Okay, so I, and I'm sure there's a difference between drug abuse and drug addiction. What What is, is that difference?
2: It is. Drug addiction is a disease that alters a person's brain and behavior where they are unable to stop using illegal or legal drug substances. Someone struggling with addiction can continue using the drug despite being aware of negative consequences. A person can be addicted to various substances such as cocaine, heroin, prescription pills, and hallucinogens. Marijuana, alcohol, and nicotine are also considered drugs. For some drugs, oh, wow. addiction begins with the recreational use and the social situation and progresses to frequent use. For others, it may start with taking prescription medication to overcome certain health conditions. How soon a person develops addiction um, depends on the drug. Some substances with a higher potency, such as opioid painkillers, can lead to addiction faster than others.
0: Okay, so, and I'm guessing um so the abuse can turn into addiction. is it something that happens over time, or is it something that can happen immediately
2: it, with um different types of drugs uh some of the stronger drugs uh it mm-hmm. can happen quick more quickly um
0: Okay. They call
2: certain drugs gateway drugs. They called marijuana that for years. But the effects of all of the drugs, including alcohol, start to happen to our bodies immediately. Uh, okay. That may not become, uh, a person may not become aware of that until they start getting into trouble.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, you had mentioned some common, the, the common drugs that people use. So what are some some factors that may, you know, influence someone to, to use drugs?
2: That can be a lot of different things. A lot of times uh, an addict will have, I call, I'll call them all addicts, all addicts because it comes down to it. Um,
3: okay.
2: The different things that a person will actually start using about will usually be about some impact from the earlier life. Um traumas, drama, <laughs> uh, childhood rearing uh, that has been affected uh, negatively on the child, uh, and a lot of times working with addicts today, they go back years and years sometimes to instances interest, interest that happened where they were mistreated or abused sexually, mentally, physically, and because of that hurt uh, that harm, they will try to um, – medicate or make themselves feel better so it's an imbalance in the brain that is dictated by its thoughts and feelings and uh, shame and guilt all kind of different things
0: okay so and you had mentioned um the, like earlier childhood and since we know that uh drug abuse is not just isolated to uh, a parent or or um, uh, or a child or I guess a child or or a sibling, when parents, for example abuse alcohol or drugs, how does this impact the child how How would it affect the parenting and then the child's development?
2: Well, number one, we know that um, we're all creatures of habit. And the habits that we see, are normal, are the things that we learn from early childhood a lot of times. Um, Parents can be affected in ways that um, because of their own earlier childhood drama, the different things that have happened may be present, drama and drama that are happening in their lives. They can't deal with, they don't like dealing with. um, I kind of think back to even postpartum depression for a mother. Uh, Those kind of things, left untreated, can spiral out of control. That, like I said, rape, incest, all those kind of things, um, whether they've been uh, abused in other ways and beaten, left, actually uh, children can be um, left alone, uh, not reared. um, Left to latchkey kids, I guess you could call it. Um and what happens is things happen when that when that goes on, because predators are in our society and in our lives sometimes they're in our families and uh kind of things again um with when a parent's not there, I go and speak in the jails and different things like that so when you can't raise your children if you're not there, they neglect, collect they charge mm-hmm. call children family services and things like that and uh, when those things happen other traumas and dramas can actually go on and a person tries to get away from that. So if the if the parent starts to drink, starts to do drugs, uh, they neglect the child. The the, the rearing kind of goes away and the child ends up being the adult uh way too early. So a lot right. of again a lot of different things will affect both the parent and the child. Okay.
0: So um, I know that Drug abuse is immediate family, but what about um, can it impact say like extended family, uh, say like your aunts and your uncles, um, cousins, and and how does it affect the community?
2: As yeah, as a whole, it affects the community. A lot of times, things will happen again. I'll go back to the traumas and dramas that happen in families sometimes, uh, whether it be the Father beating the mother, the mother beating the father, the both beating the children. Um, and a lot of times family will families will try to keep that secret. Uh, they don't want everybody to know. I've heard over the years you know what's ha- what's happens in this house stays in this house where if there's something wrong that's happening, it should not stay in this house and neither should the child. Uh, sometimes either one of the adults uh, protection is one of the things that that God does for us and a lot of times if a parent, our guardian is not protecting, then things can happen that are um, will build up to really outlandish, outrageous kind of things that a child should not suffer. Uh, no human being should suffer, but um, they do. They can and do. And a lot of times, as I said, a person left untreated, those those ills, those those mistreatments, those um, that unfairness can turn be turned inward and eats a person up. So a lot of times that drugs of alcohol end up being what they turn to. Uh, I'll, I'll just give myself, for for example, I never, neither one of my parents smoked or drank or did anything, but as a, a peer, uh, I started to see things in the community um, mm-hmm. where people did drink and, and party and do things that we didn't do coming up. <laughs> and All right. Um, that that looked like a good thing to me because I had some of my own dramas and traumas in my earlier life,
0: and we'll and and we'll get to like um, how how to overcome it, um, but I am curious because I uh, I know I've read where there are I guess quote unquote dysfunctional roles. Uh, mm-hmm. That each family member plays uh, in an attempt to uh, sustain a, a sense of normalcy. Um, one of them, one of those roles, is the enabler. There's a scapegoat. There's a lost child, hero, the mascot, and then the abuser.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you elaborate on on those? Some of those roles and and the role they play in the family dynamic.
2: The one that actually you know there are six of them as you just said mm-hmm. and when it comes down to it, uh, a lot of times in this conversation that we balance the addicts themselves. Um, uh, but the en- enabler is the person who encourages or enables a negative or self-destructive behavior in another. Being an enabler that add to an addict does more harm than good. So it might be the mother, it might be a aunt, it might be an bro- older brother or sister, but a lot of times they'll try to get them out of the um, the problem. And the way that they are trying to get them out of is buying them out of it, giving them money, uh, making excuses for them, um, uh, letting them stay out stay out from school, you know, any more younger, you know, the, the people younger and younger be affected by it. Um, even addiction and, and uh, drug use. So um, I remember hearing family, families talk to us about earlier childhood and how their parents might have given them alcohol because they wouldn't sleep, so they'd make sure they give them alcohol to sleep. So a lot of times it, it, was, it was not even the person who was trying to do it, uh, who was who was abusing, uh, but somebody was giving it to them. So um, mm. and that that. So oh, the enabler, again, is the person who makes it, you know, makes the person able to do the things that they do and get kind of get away with it. Um, a lot of times that can end up going to the law and different things. If a person's driving under the influence and the parent has money to keep getting them out of jail and try to get good lawyers to get them off and never telling the story or the truth about what's going on. Um, sometimes yeah. you'll hear Years later, about how how bad a person's record actually is, because their family is kept at a secret uh, until somebody either hurts themselves, or kills themselves, or kills somebody else. Uh, because money can always get you out of trouble. So uh, the hero is a family role, is a family role that is also known as a perfectionist or the overachiever. The hero is a family role that most likely to prevent any help or suggested solutions from anyone other than themselves. So the hero thinks that they're helping, um, but they're not usually very good at it, <laughs> I'll say, right.
3: Um, right.
2: and they don't want to listen to anybody else's suggestions to the things because you could have an uncle or aunt or grandparents go get that boy some help. Um, that baby needs to do this, that, or the other, or if you're letting uh, uh, it might be a, a, a young adult or a grown person, um, like, hey, if they keep uh, missing work and, and, and uh, oversleeping because they've been partying too much the night before, those kind of things are red flags that present themselves because of the behavior that happens at the after effects. So the hero, again, will think come in and try to swoop in, and they'll keep getting them jobs, and they'll keep speaking up for them, and they'll keep trying to help, but the help is really hurting, just like with the enabler. Um The scapegoat is the mascot of the family member who who deflects tension and conflict with humor, distraction. And I read earlier that a lot of times a lot of comedians end up being coming from that role. And that's the thing they do. They'll get you to think about something else instead of what you actually see. Um, I I made many jokes about our ex-president. And he would say, well, people would get up afterwards and they deflect. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. And um, people can say the the craziest things under the influence. But a lot of times, being uh, from that mindset, they'll say what they really mean. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it sounds sounds horrible, but um, people will try to kind of get away from it. It's like, oh, that's not really what they meant. So uh, the the lost child is the family member who retreats from the family dysfunction due to uh, over, feelings of over uh, being overwhelmed. They could spend a lot of time alone, pursue singular interests, and or struggle to establish or maintain relationships with others. So this can go a bunch of different ways for that, that one character, that one person in the family. Uh, again, a lot of your poets and different things like that. I'm, I'm going to just say this about addicts period. I, and that's, that alcohol is included, I actually belong to the Narcotics Anonymous program and we say a drug is a drug, is a drug wet or dry. It doesn't make any difference. But right. that, that person has actually, and, and I, I say this to my sponsors quite a bit, other recovering addicts who are asking me for help or talking, who want to talk um, where a lot of times we're very, very bright people. And, uh, you know, we could, we could, um, Sell a car and do all kind of different things. we've taken that and it's been distorted, and we kind of right. hustle and do things to get away with money and to you know cheat and to lie and to steal because those are the avenues that you end up going down if you can't uh, get what you want. Um, if a person, person is wealthy, you've heard a lot about stars who have turned around and overdosed and died. Um, mm-hmm. Because more than likely, if you have a lot of, a lot of resources, you have lots of ways to get what you want. Uh, a person with less resources will turn around and try to find ways and means to get more. And if that's stealing, if that's uh, whatever it is, you know, that's the way that they go about it. And that lost child will be that that um, that person who will try to get away from everything and, and not that put blinders on. That's, that's not my daddy, that's not my mama, that's not my sister or brother. Uh, but they'll struggle to maintain just relationships with others, period, um, because of all the dysfunction that they see. They escape that. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for breaking, breaking that down. Um, so is it important for family members to know which role they're playing, and if so, what do they need to do or understand on how how to overcome it or not um, play that role?
2: Um, I'll say this: there are actually several different types of help. You got a lot of books; different kind of books you can read. Uh, Al-Anon has is, was is made for uh, alcoholics, uh, family members who are not actually the addict themselves, the alcoholic themselves. Naranon is uh, also the same thing for a person who's in Narcotics Anonymous. But there are several types of help with the internet today. We got thousands and thousands of different ways to find books and different material, even people to talk to. Uh, I I, I love the fact that during the pandemic, um, we were when you're resourceful enough, you can get what you need. You know, we tell, we tell people as addicts, like, if you could do it out in the streets, you could do way better here, you know, um, right. if you for the programs. And, I mean, as I said, being resourceful, we got online, and we had Zoom meetings, and we had meetings every night all day long. We had Zoom meetings when everything was shut down because a lot of people who were not really didn't have a real strong following with their sobriety or their uh, clean clean time and and the recovery process, went back out Mm -hmm. and started drinking, using again, getting high. Um, And a lot of people died because of the opioid uh, epidemic, the fentanyls out there now. Uh, I thank God that I got clean when I did because now you don't know what you're getting. Um, And uh, people are dying and, and suffering because of that. of course, you were talking about earlier how, the community is affected. So, yeah, the, the, the immediate family is affected, but so is the extended family and the neighborhood because their goals, you know, I, I need to steal something to get what I need, uh, or I need to stick somebody up to get what I need. And that person might not have anything to do with the streets, you know, because a lot of times the, the village will go after the victim who's going to be the least the least resistant. Uh, so mm-hmm. just it's just sad all the way around. And, and actually – um, I got very disillusioned when I first started working with addicts because we can't make them do anything. A person is going to have to want to do the, get the help, um, and then they're going to have to practice living better. Um, so that that's what the twelve steps do uh, show us how to live better because it really brings us back to God. Or if you've never never introduced to it until it um, it will bring you to that that God consciousness.
3: Saying
0: that leads me to another question I had about uh, overcoming. Uh how how does uh addict addicts overcome uh the drug abuse and what do they need to do, but you just just said they have to they really have to want to overcome it and not because. use the drug.
2: Because of active addiction, I mean, a lot of people, some people never will tell the whole truth about everything that happens to them. But yeah. when you actually take the steps and as you go over the steps again and again, and they go one through 12, but it's a cleansing process. And a lot of times you, you don't really understand everything that you've gone through, but you do your guidance to increase. So right. the, uh, the part that a lot of people miss is that you don't just go through one through 12 and graduate. I continue to go through this stuff because I continue to live, learn how to treat myself better. But we learn, mm-hmm. we teach you how to teach you how to love yourself, and in the process, you get to love others. Uh, in the, the the we call it the rooms, or in the circles of uh, the twelve step program, we we run into all kind of people. Just like just like in, uh, in the world, so we try to bring people to the church. We bring people to God. They come from all kind of backgrounds. Sometimes right. they've been. Those different, In those different categories that we talked about And we know because the devil's busy So there's a lot that happens Out there And when you try to bring people to salvation When you try to bring them to recovery uh, Sometimes there will be a pushback Because there's always The devil is always trying to pull you back So uh, The things that we try to impress upon The addict, the alcoholic is to Practice these principles in all of our affairs Is what we call it And what I what I get spiritual principles were actually actually all the twelve steps are based off the principles directly from the Bible. <laughs> uh, but when spiritual principles are used, if you try to you learn honesty, how to hey tell the truth no matter what happens. But when we learn how to com- put compassion with that, so I don't have to be brutally honest and tell the whole story about everything and you know just throw all the dirt out there because I don't want to hurt make do harm while I'm trying to make my amends. So there's right. a there's a this I, this could probably go on for a long time. to shut to you if you need to.
0: No, but, go right uh, ahead. We we got till <laughs> eight o'clock.
2: <laughs> okay, but yeah. So as I said, when it comes down to it, the person can actually feel um, bad about what they've done. But that can be uh, on, in the fourth step. We talk about we don't want you to go through a binge of emotional uh, strife because there's a lot of pain and guilt and shame they come up with some of the things that happened in the past, uh, whether that be the recent past or years ago. Sometimes people have been hurt so bad they try tried to bury those things. That's what part of what the, the drugs were, was trying to enable or escape, uh, to try to escape from that thing, whatever it was, and the feeling. So when it overwhelms you, you can't sleep at night, and you get up and you want to do something, and that leads you to worse. Because, I, like I said, uh, the drugs or alcohol or drugs are, can be an escape, but of course, then they turn on you, and there uh, mm-hmm. people die from the things, the effects of the after effects of alcohol and drugs, um, and uh, it's it's a downhill spiral.
0: Um, what are there? Are there uh, signs or behavioral um, warning signs that? Families can look for if they suspect that their loved one is is uh, using uh, drugs.
2: I'll say this: addiction is a addiction is a, a learned behavior. You know, uh, okay. of course, you get "quote unquote" better at it as you get worse. <laughs> and yeah. um, when it gets when it gets right down to it, there are lots of signs, and a lot of times people all of those those um the enabler and the hero and the scapegoat all of those people who are in the family and those that family might be blood, it might be church it might be neighborhood, but those people call themselves trying to help, but most of the time if I don't know how to help properly um all I'm doing is is kind of uh, pushing the problem to the side, so to speak uh I know I remember my dad working for Chrysler for years and he said uh a lot of the alcoholics, they would send them to a program, and um, they come back a dry drunk. They'd be mean and surly, <laughs> but they wow. hadn't made any, wow. any real change, and they and they only that would only last us because it's like your own your own will. Without God's help, I can change. With God's help, I can change. Without God's mm-hmm. help, when I'm just trying to do it on my own, then I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run back into myself, and my feelings and my the reasons why I was upset in the first place And I didn't want to believe or remember The stuff that happened uh, Whether it was uh, sexual abuse Or beatings or whatever else And um, As I Get to that point I come back and as like I said I run back into myself And then I don't know what to do again So most of the time In the streets um, In the bars In the clubs Whatever else the people where people go uh, I, I, I told you I uh, equated myself to the prodigal son. When you leave the protection of your the, the things that you know, uh, if they were good,
1: mm-hmm.
2: hopefully you'll keep in mind, like the Bible says, teach a child the way he should go. Uh, wow. When he's old, he won't far from it. But that does not mean he won't learn and do wrong, because mm-hmm. we're, human. we're we're human beings, and 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 a lot of times, like I said, the shame and guilt are all caught up in it because I feel bad that I did it, that I got caught with it, that it happened. Uh, but me getting away from it does not happen because that stays in my head. I don't forget it. Right. Uh, and until, learned, until I learn how to use those spiritual principles the support of the 12-step program, sponsorship, all those kind of things, so those are ways to get out of. But you don't ever actually ever get away from it because I've had friends with 20 and 30 years Clean, who started using again because like I said, when the, all of the things that were cut off because of the pandemic and meetings you mm-hmm. couldn't meet in person uh, they would start to go back to their bad habits. But right? like a a, a a swag return to, to the what they threw up. Because right. that's what right. that's what you know, that's what man kind will do without God's help. So, uh I hear people tell me all the time, Well, I don't I, I go to church only. I said, well, let me tell you something. If you go to church and you tell those people at church what you tell those people in the meetings, they might kind of grab the purse and crush the pearls and walk away from you.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> people in the meetings understand. So that's why I tell people. I said, well, it's fine. And it's fine to do both. I do both. Um, right. And I, uh, years later, people ask me, do you still go to those meetings or classes, as they call them? I said, I sure do. I need to keep learning. I need to keep mm-hmm. learning about the that, that I might do the things that uh, I need to learn, uh, because there's always a, a, a deeper understanding if I stay in this. Um, I can I can be aware of the knowledge of God of the things that He wants me to do, and and do it a little bit better if I continue to pay attention.
3: Right.
0: Amen. I um. What are some important factors, and I apologize if you've mentioned this before. I don't want to be redundant in my questions, but some important factors in the in the drug abusers' recovery efforts. So, when does the when does the family heal from the abuser's actions, or do they ever heal? Um, is it, well, you know, after the abuser recovers or is it possible for them to recover before?
2: Well, recovery is still an ongoing process. It's a, a process of awareness, surrender, and growth. We don't ever stop growing. We don't ever stop surrendering. Mm-hmm. We don't ever stop being aware. Somewhere down right. the line, the when a person actually, what we do, a, the 10th step talks about being an amends, doing an amends, mm-hmm. and amends doesn't keep saying I'm sorry. What a man does, I do my best to correct what I what I wronged, what I broke, and not do it again. Um, so, um, you know, I've heard people say, well, I, I got to the 10th step and I told everybody I was sorry. And some people just came back and said, you so are sorry. Um, mm. Because the matter is, it's not saying I'm sorry. It's amending. To amend means you it's like sewing. I put it back together. I fix it to the best of my ability. Now, you said you, met, you made a, a good a great statement when you said, how about the family? Well,
3: mm-hmm.
2: when you think about it, when you have children who are the addict's children, um, mm-hmm. they have a whole different vantage and viewpoint than the sister or brother or uncle or aunt or grandparent. The child saw that and it was regular and they were really hurt. Um, I had a good friend of mine who had two sons and he played professional basketball, and um, he he messed up with drugs and messed his whole career up. And his son's wife took them away from him, so mm-hmm. they he didn't see them for years. And the boys wanted to see their father, but they're like, she was like, "No, you messed up too much, and I don't want to keep exposing them to that." Well. He did he he's done wonderfully and he he does a whole lot to help because we call it service work with giving back um, and he he does a whole lot to help other addicts and people all the time, and has done very well for himself and as his sons grew up and, and got and got older and grown, they came over, they were in his life well right after uh, one of the sons got in his life, the young man was murdered and it's, it oh, wow. we don't know. We do not know how those things will turn out. I can't sit here because it's like even like trying to take the gospel of somebody. All we Mm -hmm. can do is study and take them to church and invite them to church and show them our light. But God gives the increase. It's not our job to take their person's heart and, 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 and mold it and say, hey, this is what God does for you. This is what you need to do to become a Christian. And all we can do is our part because the other person has their part, too. So when they forgive, if they forgive, it's totally up to them. And I tell my clients all the time, I said, that's not your job. You do your part. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. And I, I think about families because, and you may have heard of this, um, this particular um, group of women or organization, they're called uh, Recovering Too. And what they are, they uh, what they do, they support families who are dealing with um, a loved one that is uh, addicted and uh, mm-hmm. using drugs. And uh, they shared their story. They were actually on um, the show, I think, last year. And um, mm-hmm. they shared that, you know, their spouses, they found out that their spouses um were abusing drugs, but they didn't know it right off and that kind of goes back to my my uh previous question when I asked about the warning sign, and you mm-hmm. made the comment learn it's learned behavior it gets better as it gets worse so i'm uh in my mind I'm thinking they get they get better at hiding it, yes as they're as they're getting worse, and that's why these these women in this organization um, they weren't able to tell right away, yeah, because their spouses well, were good at hiding it.
2: I also say this, um, as I said, an enabler will also let things go. Like I said, red flags, the the, the light is turning red in front of you. You keep going. Yeah. There's a that something's not quite white. And a lot right. of times in relationships, in families, people just kind of overlook it, uh, that he'll come back around. He'll come around. But you know how mm-hmm. many times in those certain circumstances, and I've seen people lose families, houses, businesses, all kind of stuff, because I'm going to tell you this,
3: mm-hmm.
2: addiction is more than just drugs. Addiction is actually a hurt. Per- an addict can be a gambler. That's and true. you lose the house, lose the business, you lose the car, all your rings and jewelry are gone. Then they come to your, come to the house and start taking your jewelry mm-hmm. because the the mind tells them I need more. They're on a chase for money, but it's not much different yeah. than the chase for Brooks. Right. And it's just as detrimental because it'll get you killed either way.
0: Right. Right. Oh,
2: so, people talking about well. Um, uh, uh, I hear a lot of different things. Like I said, I go to the, to the jails and the recovery houses and speak all the time. And um, I hear people talking about their their journey. And I'm like, well, somewhere down the line you saw stuff happening because you can't just keep running over me and not and not recognize what kids are running over me. Um,
3: That's
2: true. Because when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, when the – I've heard the stories of the kids, you know, a, a person who was trying to get straight and all of a sudden around Christmas time, uh, they bought the kids toys and clothes and everything. And the kids wake up Christmas morning and everything's gone from out to the tree mm. because Attic Attic man took over because yeah. it's like a monster.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a monster. If it tells you not to eat, if it tells you to steal from your kids, It tells you not to go to work. There's nothing constructive about that. It tells you to feed it instead of yourself. Take the the grocery money and go get high. Uh, You know, I've seen addicts uh, over the years, decide they're going to start selling drugs, a a monkey can't sell bananas.
0: Right.
2: You know, and and like at any cost, a lot of people don't think, and I, I talked to a lot of the young people, I said they call college sales wanted to deal a, a deal with a, a, a baller, a dealer. I was like, that'll get you killed. I had it happen in my family where one of the young mm-hmm. girls was going for a dealer, and they, they killed her. They killed her. They killed him. And the only reason they got caught is because they didn't kill the kids. And come to find out, it was somebody in the family. You never know where this mm. stuff starts. Right. Ooh, okay.
0: Um are there uh, misconceptions or myths about drug abuse? And I know one one thing that you just mentioned uh, about, uh, say, for example, like dealing drugs and and maybe trying to be a baller or something like that, but are there, you know, myths or misconceptions about uh, abusing drugs or substances?
2: Yeah, you can't tell um, all the time. At uh, if, if end stage, when a person is gone to, to about to die, when the person is their their physical body um, has, has gone gone uh, all the way to the end, uh, where they lose weight, they can't keep anything together. Because a lot of times you start out, and the person might might keep a job for a while, they might keep a job for yeah. years if they're doing certain types of drugs, because everything is not immediate. But when they start doing those opioids and that heroin, different things like that, you can tell when there's there's they're nodding when they're supposed to be up driving or walking or working or whatever else, and mm. they'll just come and stop because the drug will take over. A lot of people don't know that opioids actually mess with the respiratory system as well. And what it is is that they're they're, they're breathing get so shallow that it'll just stop. Because that's what that's mm-hmm. what uh, opioids do to a person. They touch over their respiratory system, and they will their breathing will get so shallow that they'll stop breathing. Um, so that's what some of the, the different narcan and different things will do is help you to shock your body yourself back to if they can. Because some of the other stuff, the fentanyl is not even an opioid. That's what the people are dying from left or right, and they're putting that on some of all kind of different drugs. But um, I'm sorry, I probably got away from your question. <laughs> no,
0: you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, it. it either way, it, it's information that needs to be shared. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I had asked, and 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 I don't know. It was just a, I think, a question that I that I thought about. But if there are any common misconceptions,
2: yeah, about yeah, yeah. drug abuse. You know, uh, one of the chapters in the Narcotics Anonymous basic text talks about you know I came in we came into this thing wanting help, seeking help. Maybe a judge told us we needed to go help a boss, a spouse, uh, children. Might have you know if mm-hmm. if you if you listen to them, like you know what you've been treating us wrong, you've been doing this all about the wrong way, and you're really in, you're in need of some help. And um, somewhere down the line, like I said, it ends up being. Um, those signs that that show up. Um, like I said, if I can't pay my mortgage because I've taken my check and did other things with it um, and, and I don't care whether I'm gambling or smoking it up or shooting it up or drinking it up, it doesn't make any difference. Right. Uh, a, an addict wants to keep feeling better. It wants to keep right. getting that high. Um, and uh, the the answer is is never there because you keep chasing the genie. You know, there's uh, there's no real answer to the to the bottomless pit, so to speak. Uh, there's no real yeah. bottom. You you're gonna just keep following, and, and 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 the Bible talks about you can don't linger while they struggle strong, struggle because you're gonna wake up mm-hmm. with bruises. And you don't remember how you got it. and that I mean right. that that bounced off my head when I was, I was like, oh my god. And I, I lived that. I remember waking up and not, not knowing what happened. Because um, mm-hmm. you don't even, don't wake up, you come to because you've been out of it. Um, yeah.
0: So if someone, um, if they, you know, if they want to um, maybe get help either for someone who is abusing drugs or if someone who is abusing drugs wants to get help or even uh, family members, is there a phone number that they can call or uh, a website that you can suggest that they can um, look at?
2: Uh, Here in the Indianapolis area, and most areas, actually, because Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous are actually worldwide programs. And a lot of times if you go online and look up NA meetings near me, um, you can get meetings person can actually get direction from there. Also, you can Google help for drug addiction. Um, okay. And it always will need to start with the person actually wanting the help because mama can want it, wife and husband can right. want it, you know, everybody else can want it to fit for the addict. And of course they do because there's also a, uh, a point in our, uh, our basic text that talks about sometimes, you know, everybody else is like, I'm through with you. I'm tired of, I'm tired of this stuff Affecting my life so much that I can't even get sleep. Uh, I'm not, I am do not feel safe. All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, but here in the Indianapolis and Marion County area, we have Marion County Health Department has a program, called Substance Abuse Outreach Center, and they will pay for your drug. Your, they will pay for your rehab. So um, oh, okay. if you have good, if you have good insurance, you can also usually go through. I actually went through treatment the first time when I worked at Saint Vincent's Hospital. I went through the stress center. and Went through their program. If you have insurance, okay. you that, that's a that's a, a way a way to get through to some help. And it's going to take the individual again to keep going, to keep doing it. Because I remember um, thinking that I was okay that first year and a half, and it didn't take much for me to start again. Um, okay. And, and the, the lies and the deceit and the things. Oh, I got robbed. That's why I'm broke. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> And, and I mean that that kind of stuff. I had to talk to my parents and uh, people in my life about you know what really was going on, and because you have to come up with excuses because you can't tell the truth. They'll see what kind of monster you were.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So and I know we're getting close to time, but um, and I appreciate really appreciate all the information that um, you've shared tonight, um, but. What Before we go, what advice um, or additional advice can you uh, offer those that uh, have family members that are abusing drugs?
2: The best thing that a person, uh, a family member or somebody close, because a lot of times we work with people, uh, all those kind of things, mm-hmm. too. But there, it, there, there's actually, there's abuse that happens in the church um yeah and and all we got to do is be cognizant of why why does this person constantly come to us and they need help with their rent they can need help with their bills what are you doing about your own working what do you that you need to pay attention because we need to be good stewards of what we do right. have. and when that kind of thing is happening with when a family member is always asking me and i i talked to one of my cousins today i've been trying to get her to go to meetings for years and she called me and she was mm-hmm. lit today and um mm. You know, you all you can do is love them, but love them enough to, to love and take care of yourself. I will not put myself, from I don't have kids, but put people that I love in harm's way. Try to help get you help because when you want help, like I said, you have to make the first steps towards it. God will give you the help you need. You know, um, and and we just, like I said, paying attention, praying. Uh, you know, we can we can pray to. We're blue in the face, but when it comes down to it, if that person isn't ready to stop, they're not going to stop. Right,
0: right. And that's like in anything, we can we can want something for someone all day long. And like you have mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, a few times about, you know, co- coming to the Lord um, mm-hmm. or, just, you know, trying to do the right thing. And we can want something for someone all day long, but unless they really want to do it, they're not going to. Exactly. Um, well, I definitely, like I said, I appreciate um, all the information that you've given us tonight. I mean, it's really important, and in, in my prayer is that uh, someone is in our listening audience. Um, that this will will help them, whether they are the the abuser, the addict, or whether it's the family member of of an addict. Um, if any of our listeners has been impacted by substance abuse in one way or another, and you want help, um, as George mentioned, there's Narcotics Anonymous, um, and that is uh, state or countrywide, worldwide. Uh, you can also uh, go on, on the Internet and Google uh, NA, NA meetings near me, Um He also mentioned about the Marion County Health Department. Um, And if you have insurance, say like somewhere like St. Vincent's and you can go through their stress uh, treatment, Uh, St. Vincent's is here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, But there is all kinds of help out there for uh, those who are addicted to drugs or um, and those uh, family members. we You just have to uh, want to stop and overcome it and be willing to look for the information that is going to help you. Um, I also want to thank Brother Stevie. Again, uh, I am so grateful for this platform because uh, it's an opportunity to share information such as this. And, again, hopefully it, it will be of help to someone who is listening. Uh, If you have any questions or comments for George, please contact me on Facebook Messenger or send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com and we will make definitely make sure that we get this information uh, over to over to George, either your questions or your comments or any concerns that you have related to this topic. Thank you again, um, George, and to our audience. Everyone, have a great evening, and I look forward to seeing you in April. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Hey, this is Genesis Archer, and you're listening to A Talk With My Sister on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
1: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
3: Will you forgive me before I've done wrong? And will you accept me, Jesus? As I kneel at your throne, dear Lord, and although my brother, he will all always criticize and accuse Yes, he will, but I know that my Jesus will make me do that, oh, I know your blood, your blood is strong enough to clean me, again. Clean me up on the door again, please wash me. aside and juice But God, oh, the me. I'm grateful. Give me a chance. No more night, no more guilt, Lord. No. So I ask you, Lord, to you. have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that same book says that there's none righteous, no, not one. See, if you're honest with yourself, you'll admit that we've all needed a second chance. And it was only because of his grace and his mercy that we're here today. Because the Lord is long-suffering, not willing that anybody should perish, but that all should come to rest. And see, repentance, that's the key. Because in repentance, that's where you learn to turn around. And God gives you a second chance. You turn from selfishness, you turn towards godliness. You turn from anger, you turn towards joy. You turn from hatred, you turn towards love. My brother, my sister, God will give you a change, second chance. Give you just time turn, turn around. Oh, oh my Lord, my love. you get Well, would you not just turn, turn around. around? Turn around, turn around, turn around. Just turn around, turn around, turn around for your second Just the Lord.
1: You are listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.